so thankful for the warmth of my home and how it shields me from the harsh elements of the weather. Without a firm foundation, my home wouldn't be able to stand when the high winds and the storms come. But no matter what storms may come, a strong foundation is not going to go anywhere. The same holds true for my spiritual life. Join me this week as I talk about our foundation of salvation. Hi, and welcome to the Raising Kids on Your Knees podcast. Raising Kids on Your Knees is a ministry dedicated to equipping you to pray and parent life into the lives of your children. I am your host, Tina Smith. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy you're here with me. My prayer for you is that your time here will help you grow in freedom and victory in Christ so that your prayers for your children are powerful and effective. Just like how the foundation of our home ensures stability and safety, the foundation of our spiritual lives must be on a firm foundation as well. That firm foundation begins with believing that the word of God has absolute authority and is absolute truth. If we believe that, asking Jesus to be our Lord and our Savior will come pretty naturally. Until we make those two choices, though, we are building on shifting sand. And when the wind and waves come, our faith is likely to waver. We won't be able to stand when the tough times come. This week, we are going to be praying for the salvation of our children. If you know that your child is a believer in Jesus and has invited them into their lives, please don't skip out on praying for them this week. Firmly knowing that they are on solid ground is imperative to their spiritual well-being. Join thousands of parents around the world this week who are praying for the salvation of their children. Go over to RaisingKidsOnYourKnees.org and subscribe to the Prayer Tribe and get your free prayer sheet and your daily devotions. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes for you to make it easy for you to get over there. Just because our children may have prayed a prayer does not always mean they've made that choice to follow Jesus. Maybe they did, and that is so awesome, but maybe it wasn't real for them. I believe one of the worst things we can do as a parent is convince our children that they're born again simply because they prayed a prayer. I think one of the best things that we can do is ask that question, are you sure? And then go back over the decision that they've made. If their salvation is real and if Jesus is Lord of their lives, they should know and it should be real to them no matter what age they are. As a parent, it's critical you're standing on the firm foundation of salvation. If you aren't, I urge you to make sure you believe the Bible to be the authoritative, absolute truth of God and that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, understanding that he has paid for your sin and is the only way to heaven. This is the very foundation of your spiritual parenting and is where you will draw your strength as a parent. I want to encourage you to lead your children to a saving faith in Jesus Christ. Don't outsource that opportunity to the church or youth ministry. Listen, I know I get it. Many do come to know Jesus that way, and that is perfectly okay. But as a parent, you are poised to be able to do that yourself. There is no greater privilege than praying with your children to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. I have a page on my website dedicated to walking you through leading others to salvation. It can be used for children as well as adults. Please take advantage of that resource. I have added a link in the show notes for your convenience. As we are contemplating salvation this week, here's a few things to think about. This 
is really a reminder of how God draws others to himself. It is always with cords of unfailing love. His love for everyone is so great. Most of us can quote John 3, 16, but listen to it this time with the lens that's for all people. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Whenever the salvation of another is at stake, you must always remember to start where God starts when drawing others to himself. Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 3 says that it is with unfailing kindness that he draws others to himself. Think back to what drew you to Christ. Was it the harsh words of truth? Was it by someone always preaching to you? My bet is it was through the love of those who knew him. Do you have children who haven't come to know Christ yet? If so, begin with some unconditional love and kindness that God has shown you. It's going to go a long way in drawing them to God. And don't forget to pray for them every single day. Prayer for their salvation is your most powerful weapon for tearing down the schemes of the enemy to keep them from knowing Jesus. Coming to Jesus will require the humility of admission. Romans 3.23 says this, For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standards. We all sin, period. However, it takes humility to admit your sin and to see it for what it is. So many times we think our fear, our unbelief, saying unkind things about others or telling little white lies, choosing not to forgive and blowing up in anger aren't really bad sin. We excuse it as quote unquote, just the way we are. When in fact, Jesus came to save us from those very things so that we don't have to be slaves to them anymore. Our sin, no matter how small, is what nailed Jesus to the cross. If your sin were the only sin that existed, Jesus still would have had to die the same death. But what if we do admit our sin? Confessing our sin requires a change of heart and a turning from exactly what it is we're confessing. We need to turn back to Jesus. We don't need to just stop what we're doing, but we need to do a 180 and go back to Jesus. Confessing it to Jesus and asking for forgiveness and then not doing our part by repenting isn't true for confession. True confession comes with repentance and that is that turning around and turning towards God. Realizing that we are utterly helpless to save ourselves is absolutely necessary. Turn a few more pages over to Romans 5, 6 through 8. Here's what they say. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. As a mom, I can understand the willingness to give my life for the life of my child. We love them that much. We would do anything for them, especially if they were utterly helpless, right? Now imagine a God who loves you just that much. God's love for you is so big that while you were completely helpless to save yourself, he sent his son to die for you. Why? So he can have an eternal relationship with you. His desire to have a relationship with you is just that great. He loves you that much. 
He also has the same great love for your children, and he desires for them to come to know him as well. Let them know that, and then lead your children to Christ. Leading your children to Christ and then discipling them in that relationship is truly one of the biggest privileges of being a parent. Don't outsource that. Do that for yourself and for your children. We all love freebies, don't we? But can you imagine someone giving away something that is priceless and they know it's priceless? Who wouldn't jump on that opportunity, right? Romans 6.23 says this, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Can you put a price on eternal life? God did. It was the life of his only son, Jesus. He nailed his son on a cross for you and for me. Not only did he die on a cross, but he also went to hell for us to pay for our sin. Why? Because God knew that there would be absolutely nothing we could do to pay for our own sin. It had to be the sacrifice of the most priceless thing to God, the perfect life of his own son. Eternity is a priceless gift that God already paid for through his son. It's free. Here's the best news of all. It's finished. Romans 10, 9 and 10 assures us of this. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. It's so simple and we make it so hard. Salvation is free and all we have to do to claim it is confess with our mouth that God is Lord, meaning that he's the boss of you and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. That's it. Yet we make it all about rules and regulations and try to jump through spiritual hoops. It's not about works. It's about faith. Look at that in Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. Look that up in your Bible. It is about a daily, intimate, personal, vital relationship with the God of the universe. It's about loving him for what he's done for us so much that we're willing to do anything to be obedient to him. When we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we can rest in him because it is finished. If you haven't made that choice to receive Jesus's free gift of salvation, won't you consider that right now? The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. Don't hesitate. I will leave that link right here in the show notes so that you can go over to the salvation page at raisingkidsonyourknees.org. There you're going to find all you need to understand and pray for your salvation. It's the most important decision you will ever make. Let me pray for you today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I lift my listener up to you. Thank you so much for my friend. If they have not chosen salvation in you, would you please send your Holy Spirit to speak to them right now, that they would bow their knee to you as Lord and Savior of their life and receive that free gift of salvation, that they would confess that they are sinners, that they have no other way to heaven but through you and your free gift and they choose to believe that you paid the price for their sin 
Lord, I want to thank you so much for my brothers and my sisters in Christ, and I pray a blessing over them today. In Jesus' name, amen.